Hi, I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Pete Schermacher. And we're hard for Picard. Hell yeah. And uh, this is the podcast where Pete and I are just goofing around and geeking out and uh, just two, two, uh, two old friends talking about this season of Star Trek Picard, which is just fucking fantastic we it really is again we've said it love letter love letter love uh, letter like we, at this at, at this recording we're two days away from the finale hell yeah so and again i oh god i can't wait and so great how they cleared the deck just to get the crew together yeah for the uh, final you know oh to get, oh boy you know eight episodes nine nine episodes to truly get all the crew yeah. back together if you know what i'm saying and uh minus wesley yeah of course yes mine minus wesley <laughs> i know i never really think of him as part of the crew anyway I'm not really not really <laughs> who knows he might show up in the end of this too uh <laughs> at this rate, but i kind of doubt it so you know it's wild I just saw a picture of Will Wheaton yeah. uh, in, in a T-shirt, and he is inked up, dude. Is he? Yeah, I just—it was the last thing I expected to see. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I didn't know that. I'm the last time I like. I don't. I can't watch the, his uh, the ready room just because how geeky comes across. Right, me too. Uh, but he wears a suit on that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so you don't see it. <laughs> the like, last time I really saw him was, I guess, I was watching. Uh, uh, in my where the Michael Rosenbaum podcast on YouTube, mm. and, and you don't know, you don't really see it because you're more because he's wearing a mask and all this stuff the whole entire time. Hey, let me so. let me ask you now that you brought that up: is that the one that Rosenbaum does with Tom Welling, where they talk about? No, that's uh, that's a Smallville one. This one, he, okay. inside of you, is where he interviews people and just talks. Shit. Oh, oh, you know what? I do know that one because, um. When Gideon guys uh, covered um, Crisis uh, on Infinite Earths, it might be uh -huh. one of the ones you guessed it on. Uh, there were long quotes from Amel about like things that annoyed him. Yeah, <laughs> about it, and it was all from the Rosenbaum podcast. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I need yeah, to check they, that they out. Do, yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, they do. They do a small ball one too, which I I do every now and then, but I just because I. But I haven't watched Smallville in so long, and I'm not going back and rewatching episodes because I don't want to. Uh, so I really haven't paid too much attention to that. But I, but yeah. I enjoy them. I enjoy listening to them every now and then. No, dude, that sounds cool. I never, I never watched Smallville religiously. Yeah, but I watched it in bursts. If you know what I mean. Gotcha. It, it was on forever. Oh right? yeah, eleven years or something. Ten. Uh -huh. Some shit like that. Like a storyline would grab me and maybe and I'd stick around for a few episodes and then, yeah, you know, or, or Erica Durance would be in a bikini and I'd, I'd at least watch, I'd at least watch the opening credits every time. Damn straight because we got that, you know, <laughs> hottest and lowest lane ever. Oh my goodness gracious. But Terry Hatcher is pretty hot too. I don't know. Yeah, I think we, I do. I know we've had this discussion before. <laughs> I'm sure we have. I am positive we have. We're had old men, and we, we go back to our fucking shtick. I'm sure. <laughs> Kelly's a Margot Kidder guy. You know, I don't know if you know if you knew that. Who is Kelly Nelson? That doesn't shock me. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. 
I mean, he's I don't also know. a sunshine guy. Too, I'm just you know? guessing. I'm just, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's just it. I'm guessing, you know. I mean, I don't know that for certain. I'm extrapolating based on his love of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get to this episode of uh, Picard, it's uh, episode six, The Bounty. There's a little bit of Star Trek news that dropped uh, t- uh, today. Well, first of all, they have confirmed that, I think they've confirmed there's going to be a legacy show. I don't know if I maybe read some fan art or something, but I think they sort of said there's going to be a start something called Star Trek Legacy. I haven't heard that. Hmm, I don't know. I, I, I guess I got to ch- I got to check. I know it's been talked about, and that's I mean I'm like, well, that's the crew of the Titan was seven, right? That that seems like the logical way. I mean, I would have wanted to have a another ca- a character there, but right, that's not going to happen. Uh, but what they did confirm is, I don't know if you saw this news today, Pete. Uh-huh. They're doing the Section 31 movie. Oh, wow. With Michelle Yeoh. I've been waiting for that. Yeah, me too. Now, now let me ask you this. Yeah. Because a lot of people online were negative about this. That they're like, just still very angry that they turned this character into a quote-unquote hero. Oh, God. And they, they think they call her Space Hitler. And that remember, she ate she ate people. She ate Saru's race. Right, and yeah. All that well, stuff. yeah she's, un, she's unredeemable, and you can't make her into a character. I'm like, are you, are you fucking serious? Sure you can. Uh-huh. She's sure a good actress. Can. Fuck that, you know? It's... it's it's she just won an Oscar. Oscar, yeah. And fucking morons. Star Trek. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> and it's section 31. Which we've always been wanting to see. So, you know, it's gonna be a lot of you know, it, it could be the version, it could be the 24 version of fucking Star Trek or some shit like that. I think you know? it's gonna be how section 31 starts, and if that's the case, yeah, that'd be cool. She's, shit. she's a then, then yeah, then the She's a villain because Section 31 aren't good guys. No, in they're the not. Federation. Okay. There's I've there's never been a Section 31 reference where they're they're where they're part of the, the good guys. Yeah, I mean ever. to me it's like a, almost like a spy. It could be a spy drama in Star Trek. Oh yeah, you know? oh it's totally good. I don't know however they definitely be it'd be, it'd be like it, the know? Andor the Star Wars series, you know. Yeah, what I mean? there you go. There you go. The perfect. That's a perfect example. But uh I'm looking forward to it uh, a lot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Strange New Worlds is coming up in the next month or two, yeah. right? Yeah, Strange New Worlds and uh, then uh, New Lower Decks, like we talked about. So, yeah. give me all the Star Trek because uh, oh, when they are doing that Star Trek Academy show, that is confirmed. That's something they've always talked about for like years and years and years. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, and it's like, like we talked about this, but. It's going to be in the future in yeah. dis- Discovery, with that me- and that means Tilly's going to be in it, and good because Mary Wiseman is fucking awesome. Great. So uh, fantastic, yep. I mean, I, at least I would imagine so. I know she also left because she's a big Broadway star. Um, because believe because believe it or not, uh, sometimes Broadway pays a lot more money than TV. I can buy that. Or yeah. even it's something you enjoy doing, the live experience, you know? Exactly. Oh, yes. Well, I could, you, you know. As, as a guy I, I who's uh, you know, showing yourself, John, uh, in the dinner theater. 
I dude, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not kidding. Being up in front of at most a packed house at that place was 82 people, you know, and that's just it. You're so jazzed just for that. Yeah, that many that that many people. I can totally see it, especially a talent on her level is uh, those big Broadway stars. They draw bank, dude. Uh, yeah, you know, you see all these people come and do it, you know, you know, like Raquel Welch or Brooke Shields. They're not Donny Osmond. They're not slumming on foot. They're not doing it just to do it. You know, they're doing it to make it make some coin. <laughs> well, I don't know how Brooke Shields hasn't really done a lot of Broadway. She did Rizzo on Greece. Did she? I did not know yeah. that. Just because I just watched your documentary. So, I mean, that was something. Hey, hey, you know what? I back off. You're the guy who was telling me I need to watch the new Pink Lady show. So, yeah, I, mean, I didn't say I'm, I'm, well, I'm not endorsing it. I just said it's a, you know, if you like song and music, it's just, this is mine. I mean, well, it's, then, it's you, definitely, it's definitely woke. Okay. Wave your grease flag. Wave your grease flag. Wave that grease flag in the grease. But, but I, not, I'm not trying, it's not can't miss television because it's definitely you can, but it's just, be like you know there's not a whole lot of stuff that's you know there's a lot of singing nowadays you know since glee went off the air that yeah dude i mean rock glee, went off the air, you know? since cough rock ever since cough rock you've been waiting, <laughs> yeah. waiting for your new musical show i, I like musicals so i do know? too oh god yeah. dude i do too i watched one episode of cop rock uh i did not say it's one more than i've you've, i've seen oh no i was in the hospital they thought I might have uh, they, uh, they they thought I might have had appendicitis, and I was being kept uh, overnight for observation, and there was literally nothing on on the whatever channels we could get. Right, I had on ABC and Cough Rock was on, so I'm just laying there holding my stomach watching Cough Rock. There you like, go, oh, boy. Life came along with a weird cartoon called Capital Critters. About, I can't remember that one. About vermin that lived in the White House, and it was a kind of. Oh, a now I remember satire. that. Okay, yeah, it was, okay. It was, and and it also was terrible. You know, true. <laughs> it was not a good night in the emergency room. I'm sure. <laughs> so now on the run, Picard and the skeleton crew of the USS Titan must break into Starfleet's most top secret facility to expose a plot that could destroy the Federation. Picard must turn to an old friend for help. And that's the uh, IMDb uh, synopsis. So it starts with that uh, Titan transponder in space and the three ships and the Shrike show up. I like that Vatic pronounces Picard correctly with no D. Yeah. There's that flourish. That, that's, that's, that's some great mustache twirling uh, villainy. Yep. And uh, some, uh, one of these guys gets chippy and she has them uh, vaporized. So, um, I don't know if you thought of this, Pete. I guess these um, terrorist changelings don't give a shit about the laws of the founders, right? Because that's the ultimate, oh, yeah. ultimate crime. You, changeling does not kill another changeling. Yeah, right? Definitely. I mean, it, it's involved, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they have, but that's what I mean. They're terrorists. Yeah. Like, they, they are not endorsed by the, the old change leader. You know, and yeah, they're, they're like an offshoot. They're often like an offshoot in a way. Uh huh. Well, that's what um, Shaw says later. Uh, a bunch of zealots, because what? Yeah. We when we find out that 
you know, uh, he Shaw says it here, and then we find out a lot uh, more about it later. That this is a response to the virus. They're like, "Fuck you," and you create zealots. Yep. You know, you create terrorists. You know, that's a neat little. Uh, it's a it's a neat little comment on uh, modern society. Uh, you know, the, you know, the, just the stuff that woke Star Trek does. Not that Star Trek has ever done you stuff like you know, comment on society. <laughs> Every time I see people say that on Twitter, man, or or online, like, oh, this new Star Trek. I, I like Star Trek when it wasn't political. I was like, what show have you been watching? Since what what, what year was that? I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Goddamn Saturday morning cartoon was political. Oh my god, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. Oh man. It's wild, dude. It's a, but having to dip into the internet to uh read the IMDB stuff is just full of that stuff. And it's like, what are you talking about? You you I, you don't want to look at the ones for discovery. I they don't. are vile, vile <laughs> stuff. Because, you know, say what you will about Discovery, right? You, how much of Discovery did you watch? Well, at first, I, I got to, I watched, um, I kind of, I got out of it once they went into the future. Okay. There's so I probably a, two seasons off, I think. I watched, okay. I watched a half a season of that, and then, yeah, that's about when I gave up. Okay. And There's more about lot. more about I wasn't passionate on the show, and I had I, 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 under, well, I understand it. There's a lot to criticize about some of the story choices on Discovery, some of the plots. I love of, Saru on it. Saru's awesome. I love I love I. Everyone is super uh, talented. Uh, yeah, all the actors are top notch. There's just the things I don't like are more story driven or plot driven or not for instance it takes i don't even know if you ever got to it it takes to like close to the last seat the the fourth season for we, we really know jack shit about any of the bridge crew yeah like they are background characters and i'm like that's you know, we're, we're supposed to care about them in these terrible situations. We don't know anything about them you know, for a long, long time. And, uh, but then, you know, of course, being that, you know, Shaniqua Martin Green is the lead and uh, there's a, a, not a, a ton of white guys uh, on, on the crew. There's some comments out there that are just like, Ugh, I, I, for some reason I always thought Trek uh, was like, kind of free of that kind of kind of shit yeah but you know sadly no <laughs> like i know i remember when uh, that was it kelly tran who got chased off of twitter by fucking angry yeah weird yeah. nerds uh star, star wars fans star. yeah star wars yeah i remember thinking i might have made a joke to travis i was like yeah that's typically you star wars fans you know, uh, you don't see that on uh, on the Trek side. And then, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> it happens. Oof. <laughs> so, uh, Vatic says they will rise, and she wants to nail the names of all Picard's associates. Um, on the Titan, uh, 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 Beverly tells Picard that Jack has a uh, eremotic syndrome, like he, uh, uh, like what, like like what killed him. 
and uh, uh jack talks about that in uh 10 yeah. forward uh, he's like hey dad got a spare golem no shit <laughs> <laughs> and uh seven calls it tells him rafi and gorf are there and uh um and when Worf talks to Picard, feet, you notice this is a theme. Have you noticed this theme throughout this? That apparently Picard's wine tastes like shit. Yeah. No, nobody I, likes I'm his dying wine. dying laughing at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> it has made me laugh. When I saw that that became a running joke, I've laughed so he hard referred to it as the bitter mead i thought that was was that pretty much what he said he said um, sour mead yes yeah, sour yeah, mead that was hilarious he's like he's like it's very tart captain and i like prune juice i mean yeah. really <laughs> <laughs> and then Worf, uh they have one of the one of their great table meetings and Worf fills in them and all of the audience who didn't watch Deep Space Nine real quickly about the Dominion War and the changelings and the virus. Yes, yes, exactly, yep. In one of those scenes where you'd figure everyone at that table already knew all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but one day, you know, this is, you know. <laughs> no, I, I get it. They are, they, look, this is the, the next-gen reunion. Yeah, there are fans out there probably who never watched Deep Space Nine. Very fair, true. It 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 or there's people who they're getting for the first time, and maybe they will go watch, yeah, Deep Space Nine if they become fans, which is great. So that kind of scene is necessary, and it geeks me out because I like to hear them ever talk about Deep Space Nine because it's my favorite show. Yeah, I know. I I I. I, I Deep Space Nine became mine. Yep, I agreed. It originally was next gen, but it became uh, Deep Space Nine, especially when Worf joined it. Um, it, 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 it was really interesting. When Worf joined, even though some of Worf's behavior as a character on that show was questionable, like when they oh, go yeah. to when they when they go to Riza and he suddenly be, like hates fucking and becomes yeah. a terrorist. I was like, what the fuck are you? What the- yeah, no, no, yeah, but I mean, but I'm not saying because of Warp, I enjoyed it. It was. More oh no, he added a lot to it. He added a yeah. lot to it, and at the same time, the it it became more more serialized, and the yes. the, the Dominion War was yeah. uh, starting starting up as well. Exactly, that's where it worked. Hooked me. I mean, mm-hmm. it just so happened. It was like Warp was on it, and that is that's where it right. And that up. was great because you have a war, you know, and, and, and let's face it. They needed the boost of one of the OG characters on yeah. that show, and uh, you know Brian wasn't cutting it. You know, even though he was oh, a great wow, character. Come on, how dare you, Chief Miles O'Brien? He was a great character. There's a bit. Okay, there's a bit on a uh, on a lower decks that uh, where uh, Boimler is given this uh, award that a rule is named after him that he that he doesn't want, and. Uh, and they're like, ah, no one will remember that. And they flash forward like 3,000 years in the future. And uh, it's being taught to school children uh, with a, via a hologram of Boimler. And uh, now let's move on to the most important person in Starfleet history. And it's a cartoon of, of Chief O'Brien, <laughs> Chief Miles O'Brien. 
<laughs> hey, he. I mean, honestly, if you really look at it, he might have more credits than most of the people on Next Gen. Um, oh, I mean, as an actor? Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. Call Meanie? Come on. Yeah. You know, it's, it always amazed me that Call Meanie really first got noticed on Star Trek. Yeah. And uh, he graduated and became a character actor of note in yep. Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And, and great. Did you, did you, well, uh, you've seen the commitments, right? Yes. Oh, I mean, and a, and a great actor as well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and he will not have sex with his wife who now turned into a 10 year old. You know, Chief Miles <laughs> O'Brien is, is, is a he good man. He has ethics. So Rafi says the plan involves Frontier Day and they need to go to the uh, Daystrom Institute and uh, find the manifest to see uh, what else was stolen. Right. Uh, and uh, Picard says, like, we have to burgle the place. And <laughs> this made me laugh. Uh, Riker goes, excellent use of burgle, Admiral. And, <laughs> but, and it cuts to Shaw who you would think would roll his eyes and he nods in agreement like yeah, yeah. and it's so funny <laughs> it is they need to make that into a gif that's fucking fantastic i love that character oh he's the best uh there's a killer ai at daystrom and uh they've got the key so the titan arrives at daystrom hides behind the moon and uh, there's a bit where Seven and Rafi are awkward and Worf starts doing some bullshit about like... Yeah, this is I, pretty funny as shit. This, this was funny too. Where it's like, I've gone into battle with lovers many times and here, let me tell you this. And Seven's like, I'm not going. He's like, oh, thank God. Oof. It never yeah. works out well. It's never... <laughs> <laughs> this one's got a lot of humor. Yeah. Uh, too, which was something very lacking in the first two seasons. Especially that first season. That first season was as serious as a heart attack. Oh, of Next Gen? No, of Picard. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Picard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, hell, right? I mean, even the last few episodes has become Riker War playing off each other, like, you know, and uh, it's fantastic. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts of this one, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's nice. I mean, you know, but it's different, you know, with like almost like, you know, Riker and Warp both had some great moments in the first few episodes. Now it's time to set the stage for some of the other characters, some of the other actors uh -huh. who are just joining in. But hey, we're still going to get some moments, but we're but we're not going to be, it's not going to be like the, uh, these uh, amazing scenes like we did earlier, like, you know, Riker being this badass, you know, and stuff. Uh, oh, we got some badass. We get some badass Riker in this episode. We do, we do, but uh -huh. but they're but they're actually laying more Good on boy. their on their comedy chops uh, now, you know, to, to do some stuff while they're setting the stage for you know Data and right. uh, Jordy and, and and company. Hey, is that is that your boy? Yeah. Okay. Hey. Hey, soon as Who's bone. a good boy? Who's yeah. a good boy? Dude, I've turned around uh, many times. She doesn't do it as much anymore. I've turned around many times during podcasting. And found uh, the pillow just torn apart. 
Uh, he's not. He's not a, a tear up of that, but he he has his bones, and he'll gnaw those fuckers. Oh, nonstop. Yeah. They'll get him out of his toy chest and fucking go after. Him. Oh, Maggie's Maggie's got got him stored all over the place. I get I get like the the most durable ones. Oh yeah, so mine might run breakable. They're fucking butcher yeah. bones. Yeah, they're fucking. By the way, the that... other day he he uh, he I, I've. St- Stubbed my toe on this one he has, like an unbreakable bone. And I'm glad he stepped on it because I hear him yelp the other day. I'm like, yeah, take Yikes. that. Oh, man. Dude, I, I uh, uh, a couple clean of, up with yourself. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I uh, was walking down the stairs. I didn't turn on the light and I stepped on one of those big ropes with the knots. Yeah. And almost fell down the stairs Oof. and had to make a choice between try to do a tumble or just try to stretch. And I went, with a you can't tumble here. anymore, old man. Yeah, exactly. I tried to like tucking and rolling. Yeah, and uh, and I ripped my fucking knee apart, <laughs> or, or ankle, or something. Yeah. It was not good. It... <laughs> I was howling like a dying Klingon with honor. <laughs> with honor, my dog was opening up my eyes so I'd see Stovacor because. <laughs> <laughs> Because I couldn't make any sounds. My roommate was upstairs going, Johnny, Johnny, are you okay? And I'm just right. down here going, ah! Yeah, like Homer Simpson when he fell down the, uh, the Grand Canyon or whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so Riker's going. And Worf tells him, uh, in one of their many back and forth. Yeah. Worf's like, uh, I prefer pacifism now. And, uh, oh, we're all going to die. And... In another joke, when they get on the on the in the daystrom, right, and Worf puts the key in, and briefly the the alerts go off, and then it goes down, and like, well, welcome to daystrom, no food or beverages, please. <laughs> and then they did. I remember. What, I remember the bit. Like Riker goes, and then Worf goes. You always make fun of this, and uh, yeah, and the Riker's like. You used to you used to fight argue back. You yeah, know? He, said, he said you used to poke back when uh, we do this. We used to, you know, we, we used to bust each other's balls like we yeah. did back in the old neighborhood. Hey, Warfy, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, in, in in another example of briefly explaining stuff to the audience who didn't see <clears throat> D Space Nine or any other track, uh, or was like, this is where Section Thirty One has all their shit. And Riker goes, Section 31? And Worf goes, it's a secret organ. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And he's like, I know who they are, Worf. I just didn't know this is where they kept all their shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the shit they had there, the shit they have there, yeah. dude. The, another Genesis torpedo. Yep. Holy shit. Captain Kirk's body. Oh, and the theme comes up like, oh, yeah. Oh. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. That makes so much sense. You could do shit with that. Oh, yeah. You could do shit with that. Because let's face it, when Picard's like, well, these rocks ought to keep the space vultures off of them. I'm like, really? That's that's how Captain Kirk gets? No, no, that stinks. <laughs> yep. And an attack tribble, which, yes. of course, scares Worf. Yes. And that's when Riker. That's when we got that joke, yeah. <laughs> when Riker <clears throat> makes fun of him, and uh, they and uh, they do uh, that poke thing. So 
the security is spying. We see them. Which again, the, goes back to Deep Space because they have that incredible episode of uh, where they're on the Troubles with Tribbles episode of uh, the original one. Oh, that's one of my favorite episodes. And where, where Warp explains right. how terrifying the Tribbles are. Yes. And Odo and Odo's making fun of him. He's like, yes. Where he's like, okay, let me see, let me see if I can do my Rene Auvergnois as Odo. <clears throat> Tell me, do they sing great songs of the great Tribble Hunt? <laughs> just making, just shitting on him. It's so, it's fucking great. Yeah, that, that episode, of the top ten all time great stars. All time, episode. all time. Me and my, I'll tell you this. Um. When I first met Mark, my roommate, when I first moved to Colorado, and uh, and uh, his son, uh, first one of the first things we bonded over was Star Trek, and I was like, "Hey, man, I got all every Deep Space Nine. You want to watch one?" And we both like, I was like, "Oh, I know what we should watch. Let's watch yeah. the Tribble one," and that became our tradition. Like once a year, we all sit down and watch the Deep Space Nine Tribble one. I love that episode. It's so good. <laughs> and so is this one because then oh yeah we see the security we see it through the security's eyes and it recognizes them in Riker and the, the pick the pick of Riker is from one of the movies yes like, oh that's a movie uniform Riker then we see a holographic crow and music playing and then it's fucking Moriarty I was like I loved it because you know they really did a good job of teasing Moriarty uh in the in like the previews, I yep. guess you'd call it. Yeah, they and you did. almost they, were thinking Moriarty is he back? He's the big bad. I you thought know, he I was going to thought I, it. Yeah, I think we talked about it like before I we did for this. Sure him and Laura were going to be in cahoots, and you know. So did I. I th I thought it was going to be a, a look. I okay. I thought it was going to be a mega team up, and yeah, it without it, okay. It is a mega team up, but it's not the mega team up we thought. Right, but. I thought the same thing. I thought we were getting the actual Moriarty. That, yeah. That's what, and that was a great bit of teasing by yeah. them because they because they did not want to give away anything in those no. teasers. And by showing Moriarty, it had guys like me and your and people like us going, "Holy shit, is Moriarty going to be one of the villains in this?" Yeah, it's called it's called biting on the bait, you know. Yeah, it's great, and I'm glad, yeah. and I'm glad. That's some great bait, man, because I love that guy. I love both of those Moriarty episodes. Yeah. Um, and there's musical notes playing real loud. And of course, uh, Riker knows what they are. Yes. And uh, then we cut, though, to Ethan Prime. Because uh, that's where uh, Picard uh, had to go because the ship showed up. Right. And it's OK, Pete. It's geek out time. It's the Fleet Museum. Yes. And Jordy's on screen, or we'll get to the geek out part, but Jordy's on screen. He's like, you power your asses down. You, you know how much trouble you assholes are in? Yes. And uh, Picard says he needs their help. He beams aboard with his other daughter, who's played by his actual daughter. Daughter, yeah, I think yeah. that's cool. It's just great. And boy, how great did it feel that first time when you saw LeVar Burton and just be like, Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, dude, I could, again, one of LeVar Burton is an incredibly talented actor, whether yep. or not he got to do it as much on Star Trek. No, he was the only famous one from it. Him and Will Whedon. Yeah, him and Will Whedon, definitely. And he had the resume. 
Yeah. Will, we- Will Wheaton was just, you know, in Stand By Me and people knew who he was. Yeah. Uh, and LeVar Burton was in fucking Roots. Okay. Yep. So th- that He was the biggest star on that show. Yeah. And and a generation of kids who watch Reading Rainbow and Rainbow, and, yeah, and everything, man. He, I mean, and he's the fucking man. And he gets to shine in this episode. He acts he as a call him admiral, calls him John Luke. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's a, he's a commodore now, man. Yeah. Uh, and from here through the rest of the series, he shows he sh- his acting chops are outstanding. He's yep. amazing to watch. He's oh, I mean, there are so many great performances that I mean, like I, I've said it before. If you give a shit about Emmys and, and stuff like that, there are a lot of performances here that are legit. And and this is the first. I think this is like I the mean, first. I thought Frakes was incredible earlier. Frakes. This year. I thought you know. Frakes is too. Yeah. <laughs> and um. Oh, and of course, uh, Stuart and, and Jerry Ryan and, and yeah. Todd Stashwick. I mean, it. Michelle Forbes, you know. Yeah, there are people to be considered, you know, if you give a shit about that sort of thing, <laughs> which apparently I do. I just want yeah, them to fucking it's Picard, kiss their ass. They're never, never going to get it. I mean, it's just not happening, but yeah. You never know. You never know, because this is also a hit. Um, I saw the numbers about like most streamed or whatever oh right it's like the first time any new star trek has hit this these kind of numbers oh i'm sure i mean it's mind-blowingly good um Mm -hmm. and it's and i mean it's just like it's uh i mean it's just it's really good i mean and if you think about it we're both going into the season finales of the mandalorian and picard and, and Picard, nobody's talking about and nobody's talking about Mandalorian right Picard, now. I thought it has blown away the Mandalorian this season. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, from what I've seen of Mandalorian t- completely at the same time, I'm like, you're up against a juggernaut of a once in a lifetime thing with yeah. this Picard. And it is being uh, handled by Terry Metalis and a, cre- a crew of creators who love Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. You know, there's nothing. I mean, I hate this whole Star Wars versus uh, Star Trek thing, but I do. But I do love to needle Travis about it. So, (laughs) so um, on Mystery Titans Theater uh, this weekend uh, is exactly what I'll be doing. uh, At least during a boring wrestling match, I'll 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 somehow flip the script to Mandalorian versus Picard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Well, it wouldn't be the first time we just go off and talk about other shit on that show, just like this show. And he uh, he beams on over, and uh, he hugs Bev, and he's uh, he says, "I've been sending these memos to Starfleet about how fucking stupid it is to get the whole fleet together at yeah. one thing." Seems weird, huh? <laughs> and the card fills him in about the changelings and uh, that Worf and Will are trapped and. He's like, look, I'd help if I could, but, you know, he's afraid for his family and uh, he, he can't even clone transponder signals. And then we find out he has a Londra, uh, uh, tell him all the ships are interconnected now, yeah, fully integrated so they can find them anywhere. That's why they keep finding them. And so I'm back on, uh, on Daystrom, Moriarty shooting and the notes of the tunes are getting louder. And this is when uh, Picard, uh, not Picard, Riker 
says, oh, this isn't the, this isn't the Moriarty we uh, met who gained sentience. And at this point, I put it all together. What about you? Oh, yeah. What was going on? You'd figured it out? Yeah. Because, and then, because I'm like, hold on, I, I got to tell you, as soon as I saw the crow, I had figured it out. You remember that episode, right? Yep. Of Next Gen. With the, he has the dream and he's painting yep. crows. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's leading up to data. And then we see the flashback to Farpoint. Yes. And the very uh, it, first time they're first seen together. God, it brought back so many memories, Pete. It brought so many memories of me. And that's a that. boring ass episode. Uh -huh. and, well, I was uh, about to say. And that was probably one of the more exciting uh, scenes that we got of that of that show. I, I episode I that and seeing bones in it uh, because of the, uh, the OG. I can't remember if I watched the entire first one and never watched part two or I gave up on the first one at some point, but I definitely remember that scene and being intrigued. I'm like, these uniforms are ridiculous, but uh, yeah. the holodeck, that seems cool. And then we meet this android. Yep. And I'm like, and that's what they show here. And I got all the feelings for it. But yeah, yeah then I remember them. Like, and that's all it took. It took me like a couple of years to get really into next gen. Yeah. I'm with you, man. It took me to, I started getting into season two a little bit, but season three was what really hooked me. And then I was, oh, me too. Oh. Yeah. Well, me too. And then I went back and I've seen everything, of course. And I actually liked Lassie uh, at times, but other times I thought she was a little too overbearing. I got to tell you, I got to tell you. I agree with you. I'm a Pulaski fan. I like yeah. Pulaski. Um, there's a lot of um, the doctor on Lower Decks, who's one of those like cat aliens uh -huh. uh, that only in the cartoons, uh, who's like curses like a fucking sailor and has no bedside manner, really, and uh, is like Pulaski meets McCoy on fucking like on steroids. <laughs> and she's hilarious i like Pul the only thing i always bugged me about pulaski and they never got a chance to resolve it was pulaski was an android racist and yeah i mean it was worse than how a uh, racist um uh bones was uh towards uh spock uh, yeah every now and then Pointy the other thing is that she was also in an, in an original Star Trek episode, and, and you know that's kind of. Oh, she's um, great! Oh, she's a wonderful actress, and I like her a lot. I liked her. Yeah. I liked Pulaski a lot. In fact, I remember her on L.A. Law. I loved her on L.A. Law. Oh, that's right. That's right. She played the heavy kind of like the bad, the evil, the lawyer comes in. You know, is she is she the one who falls down the? Yeah, the, she's the one. Pulaski's the one who falls down the elevator shaft. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious i i like i didn't really watch la law but i was yeah who would have thought we were gonna go into an la law turn here oh well hey there's a star trek uh, la law have you ever seen that dude there's a cheers star trek connection in a big way a lot of cheers people have been on star trek oh i agree yeah <clears throat> so Riker figures it out and he whistles pop goes the weasel and they go in there and it's like I said, it's data. And it was awesome. It's data, it's B4's head. B, it's old data. 
by the way. It, it's an old it's an old Gollum data. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and B4's head, which is hilarious. Because even this, they realize nobody wants to see B4. That that sucked. Like, yeah. That's like, wait a minute, they killed Data and now they're his simpleton brother. Before, yeah, fucking Ugh. terrible. Yeah. Oh, that movie stinks. <laughs> this is literally the redemption for that that fucking movie. And oh, also though, because when when uh, Riker whistles it, uh, Moriarty goes, marvelous. And that's what uh, Data said when he yeah. heard Picard whistle, because he didn't know people could do that or something. Ah, but, Riker. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Riker. So anywho, Jordy's scared for his family, so he's not going to help. And Alondra says, and I missed this the first time, Pete. Alondra goes, well, Dad, what about uh, Hangar Bay 12? And he's like, oh, you know, like, hush, hush that up. I, I, it didn't register. Boy, did Hangar tw- uh, Bay 12 um, uh, really oh, come yeah. back in a big, bad way uh, last yep. week, didn't it? Hell Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let me t- let me ask you this: Did you cr- did you well up just a little bit? Uh, you know, uh, I'm not emotionally attached like that. Um, but I, I had a big smile on my face. How big about smile, that? okay, big smile yeah. on your face because oh boy, you know how emotional I am. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, like, it gets a lot for me to to, to well up, and uh, this wasn't one of them. That wasn't it, but it. I mean, but we, I mean, we both kind of guessed we were going to get, we were going to get this. I mean, oh, totally. Uh, that, that, let me t- tell you, um, famous story about my cousin, Jeff, uh, when I was a kid and this was, I guess, right around when, uh, Wrath of Khan came out or no, not, not uh, that uh, it was after my, uh, his father died, my uncle Dale. And the story was that the only times, uh, Jeff has ever cried was when Mr. Spock died. And when his father died, <laughs> he's a soldier. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he grew up having a lisp and going uh-huh. bald, and going bald early, so uh-huh. he developed into quite a specimen and a tough guy. If you right. know what I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and boy, did he love Star Trek! And I watched so much original series with him when I visit them as a kid my favorite memories of the original series were watching it with him because i was like cool i'd be like 13 and he was in his 20s you know that you know, it, it made like yeah well he likes it and uh, he's a fucking badass so, you know i will say that i think i got more i was more emotional originally when i saw the next gen episode with scotty and they went on the original oh show. well yeah that's a that's an emotional one yeah Especially, you know, Jordy being mean to Scotty. Scotty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Scotty was kind of asking for it a little bit. He was kind of oh, yeah. getting in the way there. Yeah, I still remember my favorite. I think it was just a small little scene in that episode was when he's saying his goodbyes and him and Worf just look at each other. <laughs> That's the best. He still yeah. was like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, uh. That's great. And I, that was that one was like the most fun. Um, uh, I, I mean, I love a reunification. The one, the, the one with Leonard Nimoy. Those yeah. are great episodes, but just for pure fun and ridiculousness, the Scotty, Scotty one, one is a Trump blast. Yeah. Man. A Dyson sphere. 
What the yeah. fuck is that? That's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, it was just it was just fun. While the, the Spock one just had more ramification and the, it meant a lot. And uh, oh, totally. But, but this one was just just cool. You know yeah. that the relics episode was just cool. Yeah. When he when he uh okay okay when that's when I was watching that one when it aired. And they were like, oh, I wonder what's in this transporter. And it's fucking James Doohan. I remember popping off of my chair, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I didn't Yeah, know. I remember. I remember I reading no it. In the, here's another in TV Guide reference. I remember reading it in TV Guide. Oh, they spoiled and it for reading you? the episode synopsis is like, Scotty on a transporter uh, mishap. I'm like, what? I go, this must be a misprint. I'm going to talk about a different... <laughs> Because I, I didn't know at the time it wasn't like the internet wasn't like exploded and wasn't you weren't hearing all the spoilers ahead of time exactly like, exactly like you know what they do they didn't herald it like when when Spock was going to be on the on it that they pushed that big in like in the uh, on TV Spock is coming oh you know? right yeah you knew that was happening this was a I, I thought that this was a surprise yeah and I'm like I'm like huh so I'm, I turn in that night and I'm like and I'm like ah. You know? <laughs> that's good i bet you and me at the same time in different parts of the country having the same reaction is yeah looking fantastic that's when... not a typo it's <laughs> not a it's <laughs> not a typo <laughs> yeah that's fantastic so okay now this is the fucking scene man oh god where i cried like I said, I you know, yeah. When Seven and Jack are looking at the ships, all the ships, and they go, the Defiant, and yeah. I the, the theme, and I saw the Defiant. God, it got me right in the chest, man. I'm like fuck yeah, the fucking Defiant. I'm like they ought to fucking steal the Defiant. They should have steal. They, they, we know they steal a cloaking device. You know what also has a cloaking device? Goddamn Defiant! You should have steal stole, stolen the Defiant. That's Defiant 2. Defiant 1 got blown up. And then, I remember, I love that. That was a great wharf in Riker. That's a nice little ship you have. Little. Little. Yeah. <laughs> I was on wharf side in the theater. Like, fuck you, Riker. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a ship called the New Jersey, which is fantastic. I, I want to know what that crew is like. It's all guys like me, all guys with Jersey accents. Yeah, yeah. Claim Philly is their hometown. It was really Jersey. Uh, I never did that, by the way. Right. People just associated that uh, with me. It's my wrestling hometown, and not there my not, not my hometown. But it's all guys who it's all Starfleet, and they're really really confident, but they sound like the cast of The Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the, that's the crew of the USS New Jersey. Get me a pizza. And all the you know, and uh, all and all the different races have the accent. You know. Yeah. There's Bolians who sound like fucking Tony Sirocco. They do a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> yeah, that one race from the cartoon with the three arms does a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also, man, Kirk's Enterprise. And boy, do yep. these ships look good. Okay. And, oh, and that's Jack's favorite. That sleek uh, the uh, Constitution class, I think it is. Yeah, and but then for me also, as I, when he goes, "What's that one?" and it's Voyager. Yeah, and that Voyager theme happened, Pete, and and uh, and seven, 
He's like, oh, you don't know that one, huh? Yeah, a lot of people didn't watch that show, but let me tell you. She made her name farther out there than all the rest. It was there. I was reborn and the crew of my family. And again, the tears, Pete, the tears. Yeah. I loved Voyager. I stuck with it all the way through. It had its ups and downs like all Trek did back then. Right. But boy, did so I you're love doing that 20, show. whatever, 28, 29, 27 episodes. 26, whatever. It's 26. ridiculous, you know? But yeah, boy, I mean, do lot, I, you know, boy, do I love Voyager. There's going to be some doggers. I mean... It, there was, there wasn't all of them, and then, and then some of the characters are going to be doggers, you know, and they're not all great characters, you know. So, uh, I take it you're not a Neelix fan, not a Neelix guy. <laughs> I knew exactly who you were talking about. I like Neelix, I know, I know what you mean, but there's a few episodes where, um, that actor of uh, Ethan, gosh, you, you know, his name, he was on Benson, yeah, right. There's a few episodes where he gets to actually show some acting chops underneath that makeup. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's why they hired that guy. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, yeah, Neelix can be a bit much. Okay, but, but it's speaking of crying, Pete, one, uh -huh. of my, one of my most crying episodes of any Star Trek is Neelix's last episode. It's like, it's, it's before they get home. Yeah. You find these people and the the walk down the hallway with the, all the crew there thing and uh and two and uh, tuvok actually does a little dance for him you know to show that he does care about him oh boy that gets me every fucking time every time yeah i love <laughs> i hate his fashion choices though he, he always looks like a clown then they see the bounty from the uh, Wrath of Khan. Yes. And Jack says, like, you remember what he said? No. He goes, all right, the whale thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about that. <laughs> That's so great. And they figured, uh, they're like, yeah, it was hard to find. And he's like, because the cloaking device had reactivated. I'm like, all right, they're gonna, and you knew me, like, yeah, they're gonna go steal it, which they do. Yeah. So anyway, they're they're getting data uh, out of there. They find the soon hologram uh, tells them all about this new data has lore before uh, soon. Uh, yes. Um, a lol. Remember lol? Yeah. Uh, that one broke my heart too. Uh, and you know whose acting did? The actor who plays the admiral, who's kind of the asshole, but. Uh, is impressed by data's uh, skills you know that guy he was on santa barbara uh and a million other soap operas mm. been, uh, oh gosh if i should if I, if I send you his picture you're gonna know oh, a yeah, million yeah. Fucking... i'm trying to blank right now but oh, yeah, um... I, I will as soon as we're done i will send you a picture of that and uh i remember that he he uh, took over. Now I know who he's thinking about. Yeah, he played yeah. CC Capwell on Santa Barbara. Yes, uh, he 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 took over the role from the original actor, and uh, he was very over the top. Uh, but the original actor, it might not have been CC Capwell, but he played somebody, Nicholas something another was his name, yeah. I think. But I he think. um the original actor was the uh no he was the, I think he was the god damn it he was the original and the guy who played Steve Sanders' father, who's a terrible actor, took over. Yes, Jed uh, Allen, yes. Uh, yeah. But now I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think who it is. 
<laughs> I knew, dude. Hey, Nicholas hey, Coster is his name. Thank uh, you, sir. I knew, I knew if I had anything soap opera to ask, you are the and man. And no, he guy. didn't play, uh, he didn't get replaced by Jed Allen. His, he played Lionel Lockridge. So this was kind of. Oh, right. Know, he was Lionel Lockridge. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He was, uh, he was his um enemy. Yes. They were like, uh, like the, it was like the, uh, the, the Capulets and. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, ex oh, exactly. I love that. Almost guy. like the Barnes and Ewing uh, function. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. God damn, did I love that show? I was hooked on Santa Barbara because I, I was I, the chicken pox in the eighth grade kept me out of school for two weeks. The week that Santa Barbara started, and we didn't have a remote control or a cable. And by the time I was done with chicken pox, every day I came home and made an excuse to my friends that I had chores to do so I could go and watch Santa Barbara before I go and hang out with them. Yeah. It was not a big, uh, I watched it here and there because it was, it went up against general hospital. Oh, so well, I was of always, course. Of course. General of course. hospital days of our lives. I mean, days of our lives was my show. General hospital was number two. Uh, days of our lives was my mom's show. So I know yeah. a lot of days uh, stuff. It was my stepmom's show as well. I okay. Mean, <laughs> she gave up on it recently though. Did you? Uh, I, I I had I I haven't watched Days in years. Okay. Uh, but I'll go back here and there. And right now they have Bo and Hope are, are on it for a short term uh, run. So I'm, I'm back watching it uh, for them. But I'll probably fall back out of it. So the personalities in this data are all at odds, and they're separated. And <laughs> they uh, soon died before he could finish it. Jordy's still not going to help. So Picard's like, okay, we're leaving. And uh, but Jordy wants to see Sydney, and boy, this before we go to break, Pete, this scene between this actress and LeVar Burton is fucking awesome. Yep, so good. When he she's like, Look, I wanted to be a pilot, and I, I just wanted her to say, like you were in this first season, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why this is a bone of contention. He was a pilot, yeah, <laughs> and and he wore a red shirt. And a red shirt. Just like her. That's what it is. It's not the pilot thing. He's like, honey, you know, our family looks better in yellow. But he look did look me. way better look in yellow. Me. I ain't gonna lie. Look he looked me. terrible in the red. He looked awful in there. Everyone looked awful in all those fucking uniforms. Yeah. God damn. I that's one of the things that turned me off as well. It, at first, I was like, I, I can't take them seriously as ass kickers wearing ballet tights. It, they look ridiculous. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> When she says, like, she's like, he's like, no, you you need to leave this to Starfleet. And she's like, I am Starfleet. And I was like, dun, 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 dun. I stood up and saluted the Starfleet salute. I don't think they, you know, I don't know if they, they don't actually do a lot of saluting each other. Uh, but and when she says the crew is her family, like you taught me and walks out on him. Like bravo! That scene ruled. That was in a great actor working with a very talented young actress. Yes, and catching fire. Yeah, that was a fantastic scene. And uh, we'll be right back because my breath. I just talking about it, Pete. It takes my breath away. Ooh, I've gained my breath, and we're back. But also, Pete, IMDb curious. So am I. And first, we've got some trivia. And boy, in an episode with all of this, all the ships, all the references, everything, there's a lot of people 
offering up trivia. It's just, you know, listing all the ships, blah, 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 blah. But being the uh, Deep, uh, Deep Space Nine aficionado, I am. Um, this one is trivia. All, could have also been listed under goofs. Uh, but in the recap of the Dominion War, both Worf and Picard state that uh, Starfleet eventually delivered the cure to the virus developed by Section 31 to the changelings. However, this is only partly true. The cure was technically stolen by Dr. Julian Bashir and Miles O'Brien out of Decker's mind uh, from uh, Section 31 without Starfleet's knowledge. As the two officers knew that had they sought permission, their superiors would have prevented them from obtaining it. It was only after Odo delivered the cure to the change leader, successfully ending the Dominion War, that Starfleet officially signed off on it. That is absolutely correct, sir. That's this whole like, oh, Starfleet did it. Nope, no, they didn't. Dr. Julian Bashir and the greatest man of all time, Chief Miles O'Brien, did it. 10 out of 10 found that interesting, Pete. All right, it is. But we do have a goof, and I don't know where this comes from. The USS Voyager was made into a museum on the Presidio in San Francisco after it returned from the Delta Quadrant in the series finale. Therefore, it couldn't be at the Fleet Museum. Like, what are you talking about? When, when did that happen? Is that in a book? They're saying that Voyager was uh couldn't have been out there because it'd been made a new museum in san francisco in the in the series finale that's the series finale ends with them coming out of a transwarp conduit greeted by the fleet and that's the end of the show it's not a it's not a in a museum that's weird no someone's wrong pete right either that or it's in a comic book or a book and that doesn't count it let's get, yeah, let's get to some reviews, bud. Uh, 10 out of 10, perfection from Milo Super Spech. And I, I picked this one because he wrote it almost like a poem, Pete. But like, <laughs> I wish I could show you how this was typed. It's just lines. It's like, nostalgia hits everywhere. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. So, you, you know, Pete, whatever you're doing right now, uh, take your take time doing it because I'm going to do my hipster poet uh, deal of this. So you don't have to listen. No, I knew you're I'm now I'm, I'm done. I'm just I was just okay. texting someone. Okay, no, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Nostalgia hits everywhere. A massive reunion, fan service of all Trek for everyone. The gang is all here. Why are you still reading this? Go watch it now review stuff amazing acting directing pace music utterly brilliant episode picard and company go on the run to find an old friend but find more than they bargained for you might even shed a tear the wait for next week is gonna suck please just like this review and go watch it trust me it's epic ugh need more words why are you still reading this brilliant brilliant he's the voice of the generation i think that only six out of ten found that helpful yeah i'm gonna go two out of ten. Oh, so now now it's oh no, now it's six out of eleven found that helpful yeah definitely yeah <laughs> definitely not <laughs> and maybe my dog doesn't even find it helpful either 
And like I said, look, I, I, I try to look at the people who don't like this and see if I can find anything funny to goof on them about. And so many of them are just, uh, they seem like miserable. They have to be miserable. miserable. Like, why, they almost miserable. like hate watchers, you know? It's just, it's, it, you would think a lot of, you would think a lot of it would be, I know I don't want to give them any fucking air. That's why I found this instead. It's an eight out of 10. But uh, all uh, this person had to talk about was something they really didn't fucking like. Yeah. Uh, and this is entitled, uh, this is uh, uh, entitled Chain Smoking in an Enclosed Space from Jim Trainer 31. For me, when I see that woman chain smoking or even smoking, it makes me want to puke. Now, whenever I see her character, I fast forward. It is unnecessary. Smoking is far less than it has ever been, and there are fewer and fewer smokers. I find it hard to believe that it would ever return. Of course, she doesn't have real lungs, changeling, but still it doesn't add to the story or her evilness. So why? The villain smoking, that's a trope from ever. He's a gym trainer, Pete. (laughs) Fuck. What a get a good eventually bro. and uh, and over the course of that he became more and more from New Jersey if you notice that. Yeah. <laughs> zero out of two found that Fucking helpful. Zero God. <laughs> so Picard and Seven are off to strategize, and Jack and the LaForges are hanging out, and he's flirting with Sydney a lot. This is when we're for get, getting it confirmed that this is a uh, uh, at least being teased as a uh, a romantic subplot, uh, which I'm good with because they're fucking great together. He's also fucking. Oh, great. the Jack and Seven. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Well, I'm talking about Jack and Seven. We're talking about the ship service. Great. I'm talking about Jack uh, hanging out with the LaForge girls. Yeah. No, I definitely I like that tease, especially the you know the generation uh, thing. Oh, so wait, you thought Jack and Seven were gonna uh, were? Uh, I, like, I I actually thought they had some chemistry together. Hey, you know what, Pete? You know what, Pete? So did I. Okay. So yeah. did I because. They're good, good-looking people. I, well, I'm also because that's with them going on. That's with them going on some sort of like, well, he's in his early twenties, and that is a woman, you know, technically old enough to be his mother in her fifties. And I'm like, have you seen the two of these people? <laughs> and, and, and seven always, everyone always, and they always played up her, you know, sexiness on Voyager. Well, they, that was and almost like the, almost, you know, Cody, well, not Cody, but what's his name, uh, Kim. Would have like fantasies about her, like he, like she's the dom and stuff, you know. Well, like, a little bit, a little bit. They did well. No, they did the thing where when they, he first is trying to flirt with her, and she's like, she's like, hmm, sex. Oh, well, we remove your clothes. Let's get to it. And he's like, oh, what? And gets scared. And uh, he's like, what the fuck's going on? And and he runs away. And she slightly smirks. I think that's yeah. about the end of it. Uh, with Kim, there was that right before it ended. They're like. And we're going to have her and Chicote start fucking for no reason. Yeah. Because there was, it was bad enough how over-sexualized they made her dress to the yeah. point of her having physical injury. Yeah. Uh, but there was very, very little of her being sexy. She was still very borg Yeah. You know, but, uh, because like, no, we don't need to sex her up as a character because look at the skin tight outfit we're making her wear on right. this show. <laughs> and especially because we'll blame it on the doctor. 
Because when it first happens, the doctor's like, I've designed you a suit. And that's the suit that the doctor designs her. I was like, the doctor's a fucking pervert. If, yeah, exactly. if you ask me. Yeah, he's definitely spent too much time in yeah in the hall world. <laughs> the doctor. Yeah, but I thought they had. I thought they. I mean, so we both agreed. He thought there was some chemistry there, right? Oh, I, I did, too, I, I did too. And but a lot of it was, I don't. That was unintentional. It was completely unintentional. But no, I don't think you, so. Yeah, I, I agree. I but don't when you think, have yeah, two, it, when you have there. when you have two beautiful people and great actors going back and forth like that, yeah, it, it, it does. It, I think you do feel that. Yeah. So. But Jack asked the LaForge girls if uh, they're up for some minor larceny, uh, and he's really digging deep into it, like he's a, like he's um, like he's in the cast of Oliver. He's like, so that was a minor larceny, right? <laughs> he's good. He's great too. This actor, his name's escaping me too, but he's been fucking fantastic. Yeah, he's on Downton Abbey. Was he? Yeah. Holy shit! I did not know that. Yeah, he was definitely in it. That's not that's not nothing, man. That that's a big fucking show. My again, my my stepmom fucking loves Downton Abbey. I I loved it. I watched it all the time. I think it's always one of those things. I is in my back pocket. You know, like if I break my leg and I'm stuck down here for six months, I'm like, I need something. I'm like. That's in my back pocket. Yeah, I watched it when it was on. Watch. I don't. I mean, it's not like I, I rewatch it. It's not that. Uh, I, I know. I know. I just. I know how good it is, and I'm like, that's in my back pocket in case I need to, to binge something. You know, I have a few shows like that. Gotcha. <laughs> so, the kids, uh, they steal the cloaking device. Uh, if we find out Data is the manifest, it is going back and forth from Daystrom to the Titan here, and. Uh, there's a great scene where Shaw meets Jordy. Yeah. And he's geeking out because he's a mechanic. It's the only he's time. He's an engineer, yeah. He, engineer, I mean. Uh, <laughs> it's the only time we've seen Shaw be just, like, awkward. And yeah. He's like, sorry, it's just, oh, just, it's just such a pleasure. And Jordy sort of is like, you know, you got my daughter flying around in a piece of shit that's falling apart, son. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to geek out with you sometime, but not right now. <laughs> and he's like... Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. And uh <laughs> and security is at the Daystrom. Picard can't is not there yet. And uh and suddenly the Titan starts to cloak, and that was a great effect. We've seen the cloaking from the outside. This was the cloak from the inside. Seven yes. standing at the control, and it starts, we start seeing space outside of her. Yeah, that's new. That looked uh, fucking cool as fuck, dude. Speaking cool, fuck. I think the, I think the transporters have been really cool as fuck this year. I agree. I agree, hundred percent, man. They look great. I love the little spinning disc, yeah, uh, thing they're doing there. I love how they work on that sort of shit. Like, how do we make the train? Because you if you look at them, the transporters change a lot. You know, oh yeah. Like, oh no, I like that one. That one's really good. And. uh uh so the kids are trying to install the cloaking device and they're failing. Uh, Picard and Jordy argue about the cloaking device and realize that it is them. Starfleet's on the way. Uh, this is a great line from uh, Picard. Uh, Jordy's like, do you know how many treaties this violates, Jean-Luc? And he's like, put it on my tab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> and uh 
this is where I wrote down, you should have just taken the Defiant. You'd have a cloaking device and this shit, but you know, you know, I can't get all the D Space Nine I want. Clearly, uh, as my Pa Wraith uh, theory being very wrong. That was a I call that uh, Pete a red-eyed herring. Because there it, was you a, go. it was a definite red herring that was definitely intentional. Yeah. And I and I appreciate it because uh the choice of red what let me put it okay, here's the only spoiler we're getting the choice of green would have been too fucking obvious so yeah the choice of red also makes you think of paw wraiths and that was a fun diversion and yeah green I, definitely and, would have been the total you know yeah and the red also hooked me here, here's me doing a hook in my mouth oh with the paw wraith thing that's great because i'm not the only one Lots yeah, i think the red thing about. also uh helps because it actually it's almost is like makes it more genetic in a way <laughs> yeah everything about it fantastic <laughs> so as we get ready to wrap this up he tells uh jordy uh, we need you and jordy shows up he's gonna fix it looks right over at jack he's like stay away from my daughter and yeah. it's fucking great it's like oh. and i and in such a way that if i had heard that i would be like yes sir yeah and no problem go, fuck, no problem not go fucking near her <laughs> <laughs> it's coming been, on. I've never been told that, but if I was told that like that, I yep. sure yeah. Yep. So Picard calls Riker, tells him they got a cloak, and uh they're like, I wonder where they got that. And Morph, and Morph goes, hmm, probably superior Klingon technology. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when Riker goes full badass. They need to get this data out of there. Yeah. He's, He's got to go buy them some time. And he gets shot with a transport inhibitor. Worfie and Ron, Worfie, Worfie, Worfie and, Ro, and Rorf. <laughs> Worf and Rafi escape with data. They beam aboard. There's, uh, Worf has a great line. He's like, we've lost an ally, but we've gained another. And there's data who's you know not conscious or nothing. But right. LeVar Burton's take when he sees him. Yeah. In those contact lenses even. At least his contact lenses now and not the, the visor. Glasses. Yeah, the visor's fucking rough. <laughs> Which never made any sense to me. Uh, no, I'm like, glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to kind of really do that. Uh, it never made any sense yeah. to me. I was like, really? There's no, they can't clone them eyes in the future? Yeah. That this is... Uh, all right. <laughs> like, when they gave him computer eyes in the movie, I was like, you're ta- yeah, you're oh, you're that taking, wasn't an like, option before? What the fuck? Yeah, you're taking, you're taking away an actor's, one of his greatest uh, attributes is his fucking eyes, you, do, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. to emote. Which explains, away. Which, which is, again, how great of an actor he was, because which explains some of the way he would emote and use his face as a physical yeah. actor, because having his eyes taken away. Yeah, and his hands, too. I mean, he did, like, this Steamboat Sally in a way. Total, totally. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> you always got it. We, you know, we need to get a little wrestling in every show. Of course. And uh, and then Worf. Speaking of wrestling, Worf cuts a fucking promo, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, I had to write this down and do my best, Worf. I'm gonna have to take a sip of beer before this one because, boy, this is some. This is stuff that gives me a big dude. If I was a Klingon, I'd have two hard-ons uh, after this speech. So hold on a second. Mm. 
I will bring William Riker home, and fearful be the god or man or beast who stands in my way. It's like, oh yeah, you fucking yes, Worf's gonna fuck some fuckers up. And that was a good Worf. I'll give you, I'll give you a six out thanks. of ten. Do you know Michael Dorn's uh, changed his voice permanently by playing Worf as long as he did? Really, I, I can buy yep. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing you ever saw Michael Dorn in? Uh, this I um I know uh-huh. there's a famous okay. I know there's a famous shampoo commercial that has the line it works. Oh, he was uh, he was he was in chips. Oh right, it was chips. I I, I forgot about that. Which would I be mean, the first time you really saw him, but you don't remember chips. I oh mean, no, I, I, very memorable. I didn't character. watch I didn't watch a lot of chips. I didn't I didn't oh, like yeah. any of those shows growing up. But I mean, wow. I've seen enough chips. I know what chips is. So I. So you are you saying you didn't watch like Dukes of Hazard? I hated all that shit. I BJ Dukes and the Bear. BJ and the Bear sucked. Wow, uh, okay. Sheriff Lovo sucked. Wow. Uh, the A team sucked. Wow. Uh, Knight Rider sucked. Uh, Dukes of Hazard got more play in our house because it had because yeah. it had a countryfied thing going on. Yeah. So uh, uh, my dad would have it on, but even as a kid, I'm like, and I kind of was like, okay, I kind of like this hoot and holler hillbilly shit. But as a little kid, I realized like. Uh, this show is fucking stupid, and every pl- every plot is the same every fucking episode. Uh, okay, wow. as a All kid, right. as a kid, I, I I was a sitcom kid. I like different strokes. I did. I when I was young. I know. I know you love yeah. Welcome Back, Cotter. I mean, as um, a little kid, I did. I loved WKRP. Uh, at this time, dude, I love I, I love WKRP too. Yeah, I did, dude. I was a ten year old, a ten year old who watched like an hour and a half of Mash. Every day, I, I was like, I like, I like, I like Mash a lot. I love Dallas growing up too. Oh, and uh, all, all in the family. I watched a ton of All in the Family as a kid. Oh, you love yeah, Dallas? As a kid, I never really liked it. As an as I got older, I loved it. Um, Are you, you saying? Did you say you love Dallas? No, I love Dallas, but I'm talking as a All in the Family. When I was growing oh. up, I never really liked it because it was I felt I had too many old people. Uh, but but if I go and watch it back on in, in like in syndication back in the day you know what that I is got older i thought it was fucking genius and oh it is. Well, that is that is the the little bit of age difference between us to where i grew i would when i was growing up when all in the family was a cultural phenomena right and i remember it as a kid like but i watched the jeffersons you know so we did too and i didn't like which was a spinoff you know i didn't like the jeffersons but we watched a lot of it because yeah i I mean i I, i'm thinking back i I don't that doesn't hold up at all but uh it was on for 12 seasons and great talented talented people and again we watched it yeah because my my father my father was one of those pick a channel for the night and that's it unless it's a special occasion so we had a yeah, the night Happy Days was on. It was an ABC night. Yeah, uh, when uh, Sanford and Son or Hee Haw was on, my dad would make sure it was a CVS night, and there were other shows. Dallas was on, so CVS was on. Yeah, um, and mostly NBC. And the main reason, folks, is they were in remote control, so you had to go up and flip. We the did, oh, yeah, we had to get up and yeah. change the fucking channel. You know, yeah. I mean, and uh, and my dad was not a fan of flipping. Yeah, no, I I, I understand that completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad though. You know, I mean, it, 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 we also had a ton of UHF channels, 
And most of the time, my father would be reading his paper. So I could just go and watch whatever the fuck I wanted. But, right. you know, eventually he'd lean over the paper and go, choose something. I'm like, all right, it's Thursday night lineup on MVC. And uh, that means we're going to watch comedies and St. Elsewhere tonight. Oh, and, uh, there we go. St. Elsewhere was a big hit in my family's house. Because um, that was also a comedy in a way, too. It was, too. It was it was serious and a comedy. That's why I loved it. And uh, I even loved the ending with the kid and the snow globe. I know everyone yep. fucking hates it. I yep. think it's brilliant. So, you know, I might be in the minority, but we got to wrap this up. So Jack and Picard have a scene where he goes, I got some good traits from you, old man. And Jordy and Sydney, they make up too. And uh, says he's ashamed of himself for not helping right away. And I was like, yeah, Jordy, you should be. You know, come on. What are you doing, buddy? Get on board. And uh, she says she used to crash ships and got the nickname Crash so she could spend time fixing them uh, with him. And uh, that was sweet. Yeah. And then they're with data and the personalities are separate. And uh, boy, uh, Spiner gets to really go back and forth here, man. Uh, when he recognizes Jordy, <laughs> when he, uh, God bless you. When Thank he, you. when he recognizes Jordy, uh, Jordy, and then his captain, I was like, Oh, my heart skipped a beat. I, yeah, I, no, I was, that was a great scene. Yeah. And, uh, and they're asking what was stolen, and he just keeps repeating Jean-Luc Picard. And Picard's yeah. like, that's right, Data. I'm right here. What, what yeah. was stolen? It's like an Abbott and Costello routine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who's on first? What's on second? Yeah. <laughs> and then Worf also getting in a joke on, is there a reset switch? Where we yeah. got to <laughs> turn them on and off like a router. And, uh, yeah. and then we, them. <laughs> and we get a little lore and B4 and soon. No lull. I guess he, he can't do a lull voice, and that would be dumb if they like yeah tried to give him a but but boy would I like to see a little lull uh in, like in next episode or something because yeah again I'd love that character. You know data he let his child choose her own gender. So Star Trek's never been political. Uh, <laughs> and uh and then it appears out of his eyes. The fact that data can, can cast holograms out of his eyes is something else. Yeah. And, and here's what was stolen. It is Jean-Luc Picard. It's his yep. body. It's his OG body. That's what's stolen. Whatever the ultimate weapon is, it's in there. Yep. Or not even ultimate weapon. Uh, I, think I, I just gave it away. It's not the ultimate weapon. It's a tool for the ultimate weapon uh, uh, for the plan. And then we cut to Riker in one of the great badass moments of all time. He's getting beat up uh, for info. And... Uh, He's just laughing at him by Vatic and her big giant goon. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. This went Starfleet. And uh, uh, one of the Starfleet uh, shoots the, I mean, uh, the other two Starfleets, and it's Vatic. And she's like, hi. And uh, they get him on the Shrike. And uh, they've been beating the shit out of him. And uh, the big giant one, Changeling, in the, in the suit, uh, Riker turns around him and says, how much of that goose shit they pour into you? And bam, and punches him in the face. And right as right as, the, as that happened, I paused it to write that line down. And the the the, the screen froze on as he's selling the punch. He's still smiling. And when oh, comes back, that's awesome. Yeah, and when he comes back, he's still smiling. He's like laughing. He's like, "Fuck, that was a good line. That was worth the shot in the fucking face." <laughs> Give Frakes the Emmy is what I say. <laughs> And uh, but he's not smiling for much longer because 
they've got Deanna Troy. Oh, and that's when it cuts to the end. And like, finally, we're going to get Troy involved in this mm -hmm. too. It's all coming together. The crew's all coming together. And Pete, I don't know. What else do you have to add besides, I think this has perfectly been, been paced. Uh, granted, we have a bit of, uh, you know, being able to look back. But boy, was this fun. This, this particular episode, I think, was one of the best so far. I take it you agree by uh, if you agree with me, sneeze twice. All right, so you know we're gonna say good night. Uh, I'm gonna say thank you for Pete. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time.